हेलो वेलकम बैक यू आर लिसनिंग टू डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह ऑन चैप्टर एट सेकुलरिज्म लेट अस स्टार्ट टॉपिक क्रिटिसिज्म ऑफ इंडियन सेकुलरिज्म इंडियन सेकुलरिज्म हैज बीन सब्जेक्टेड टू फेयर्स क्रिटिसिज्म व्हाट आर दीज क्रिटिसिजम्स कैन वी डिफेंड सेकुलरिज्म फ्रॉम देम लेट अस स्टार्ट विद एंटी रिलीजियस first it is often argued that secularism is anti religious we hope to have shown that secularism is against institutionalized religious domination this is not the same as being anti religious similarly it has been argued by some that secularism threatens religious identity however as we noted earlier secularism promotes religious freedom and equality hence it is clearly protects religious identity rather than threatens it of course it does undermine some form of religious identity those which are dogmatic violent fanatical exclusivist and those who foster hatred of other religions the real question is not whether something is undermined but whether what is undermined is instinctively worthy or unworthy the next point is western import a second criticism is that secularism is linked to christianity that it is western and therefore unsuited to indian condition on the surface this is a strange complaint for there are millions of things in india today from trousers to internet and parliamentary democracy that have their origin in the west one response therefore could be so what have you heard in european complain that because zero was intervened in invent, invented in india they will not work with it however this is a somewhat shallow response the more important and relevant point is that for a state to be truly secular it must have ends of its own western states became secular when at an important level they challenged the control of established religious authority over social and political life the western model of secularism is not therefore a product of christian world what of the claim that it is western the mutual exclusion of re- religion and state what is supposed to be the ideal of western secular society is also not the defining feature of all secular states the idea of separation can be interpreted differently by different societies a secular state may keep a principled distance from religion to promote peace between communities and it may also intervene to protect the rights of the specific communities this exactly is what has happened in india india evolved a variant of secularism that is not just an implant from the west on indian soil the fact is that the secularism has both western and non western origins 
in the west it was the church state separation which was central and in countries such as india the idea of peaceful coexistence of different religious communities has been important the next point is minoritism a third accusation against the secularism is the charge of minoritism it is true that indian secularism advocates minority rights so the question is is this justified consider four adults in a compartment of a train traveling at the fastest speed imaginable in the middle of the journey one of the four passengers expresses a desire to smoke the second one complains that he cannot bear cigarette smoke the other two passengers smoke too but they say nothing clearly there is a conflict here between two passengers a suggestion is made that it be resolved by vote the two mild smokers go along with the addict and the non smoker is defeated by a margin of two votes the person is in the minority loses but the result appears fair because a proper democratic procedure adopted by common agreement was followed now alter the situation a bit suppose that the non smoker suffers from asthma smoking can induce a life threatening attack in him his preference that the other person does not smoke expresses now his fundamental and very urgent interest would the procedure previously followed of going with the decision of the majority be fair in such a context do we not think that the addicted smoker should refrain till the train reaches its destination we will agree that when it comes to fundamental interest voting as a democratic procedure is inappropriate a person has a prior right to the satisfaction of his or her significant interest but holds true of individuals also holds for the communities the most fundamental interest of minority must not be harmed and must be protected by constitutional law this is exactly how it is in the indian constitution minority rights are justified as long as these rights protect their fundamental interests at this point someone might still say that minority rights are special privileges which come with some cost to the others why then should the such special privilege be given this question can be best answered by another example consider that a film is being shown in an auditorium on the first floor the auditorium is accessible by a staircase everyone is free to buy a ticket go up the stairs and see the film or are they is everyone really free suppose that among a wide film goers are some old people some who have recently broken a leg and others who have long been physically challenged none of them can really climb up the stairs do we think that it would be wrong if a lift or a ramp was provided for people in wheelchairs doing so enables them to achieve exactly what others 
routinely procured through the staircase. Yet this group in minority needs a different mode of getting to the first floor. If all spaces are structured in such a way that they suit only young, able-bodied person, then some category of people will forever be excluded from a simple benefit such as watching a film. To make a separate arrangement for them is not to accord them any special treatment. It is to treat them with same respect and dignity with, with which all others are being treated. The lesson is that minority rights need not be nor should be viewed as special privileges. The next point is intervention list. A fourth criticism claims that secularism is corrosive and that it interferes excessively with the religious freedom of communities. This misreads Indian secularism. It is true that by rejecting the idea of separation as mutual ex exclusion, Indian secularism rejects non-interference in religion, but it does not follow that it is excessively interventionist. Indian secularism follows the concept of principled distance which also allows for non-interference. Besides, interference need not automatically mean coercive intervention. It is of course true that Indian secularism permits state-supported religious reform, but this should not be equated with a change imposed from above with coercive intervention. But it might be argued, does it do this consistently? Why have personal laws of all religious communities not been reformed? This is the big dilemma facing the Indian state. A secularist might see the personal laws laws concerning marriage, inheritance and other family matters which are governed by different religions as manifestations of community specific rights that are protected by the constitution or he might see these laws as a affront to the basic principles of secularism on the ground that they treat women unequally and therefore unjustly. Personal laws can be seen as manifestations of freedom from inter-religious domination or as instance of inter-religious domination. Some internal conflicts are part and parcel of any complex doctrine, but they are not something that we need to live with forever. Personal laws can be reformed in such a way that they continue to exemplify both minority rights and equality between men and women. But such reforms should neither be brought about by state or group course, nor should, be, should the state adopt a policy of total distance from it. The state must act as a facilitator by supporting liberal and democratic voices within every religion. 
here we want to close our today's lecture thanks for listening